Hi, I'm Kim Schmidt, Executive Editor of Farm Equipment. Welcome to Farm Equipment's Used Equipment Remarketing Roadmaps podcast. In this episode, host Casey Seymour of Moving Iron LLC talks with regular guest Aaron Fintel of 21st Century Equipment. Before we head over to Casey, I wanted to thank our sponsor, Volvo Penta. With a perfect combination of strength and versatility, Volvo Penta engines supply industrial operations with durable and reliable performance. To learn more, visit www.volvopenta.com. And if this is your first time listening, you can subscribe to the podcast via iTunes, the Google Play Store, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, or TuneIn Radio. By subscribing, you're alerted when each new episode is released. Okay, let's get things going. Here's Casey and Aaron talking about how backlogs and supply chain issues for new equipment are impacting used equipment inventories and the selling process. This episode is not much different than others where I've got my official, unofficial co-host, Aaron Fennell. How you doing, bud? Very unofficial. It That's very, how I'm doing. It's a very unofficial. I don't have any embroidered shirts. Yeah. I don't have a parking pass. Yep. If you were to have like a business card for, for Moving Iron Podcast, it'd just be like, Aaron Fennell, question mark, question mark, question mark. Comic relief. You know, something. Sometimes yeah. I get to tag along. It's something is what it would just say. Something. <laughs> something. The yeah, but guy. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. There has been a fair amount of restlessness, I think, in the industry, um, obviously because we're in harvest right now. And I don't care who you are or what manufacturer you represent or what it is out there. You're all, everyone's struggling with getting machines to come in, getting parts to come in, getting machines to come in with all the parts you're supposed to have on them. I mean, there's a myriad of things going on right now that, that are just, it's a struggle, right? Everything that you do is a struggle. So I guess as you take a look at what's going on around, what are what are some of your takeaways so far as we move? Because right now, typically November is should be, we should be so almost, because it's almost November 2021 right now. We we should be just be like, oh, there's a big auction coming up next week. Oh, there's a big auction coming up the week after that. Oh, there's a bigger, you know, and we're not seeing that. Uh Uh-uh. At all. No, we're not. Um, I think they're. I think we're in for a wild ride oh, into so the I, year. Absolutely, um, everybody does. I think the biggest, the biggest thing, I guess that I'm seeing out there right now is keep in mind it's not November yet. No, we're Sunday we got to dress up and get candy bars, and then it'll be November. Okay, true, right? So we got to handle business first. Boo. <laughs> The biggest thing out there, obviously, the shortage. Obviously. The can't get parts. Right. So you can't get parts, can't get machines. And people decided that they weren't getting enough and went on strike. So there's a myriad, to use your word, of things going on. What I have noticed in the industry, if you will, within the last two, three weeks, three weeks ago, you couldn't pay the phone to ring. Yeah. Last week, a couple calls. Yeah. This week has been a firestorm. Harvest is about over. Right. right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We are we are starting the ball gently rolling yeah. on year-end madness. Right. And it's been a lot of, sounds good, put my name on it. No. <laughs> like, uh, okay. I was work. looking for a... This, this five-year-old tractor you got here for with 700 hours on it? Yeah, it's, uh, I'll take it. Yeah. Uh, well, don't you want to hear the price? No, I'll just take it. Yeah. That's kind of... Well, what I've heard so much of, we're going to trade this tractor. We'll worry about that when it comes in. Just make yeah. sure you, I'll sign this, get this ordered. Yeah. 
we'll deal with trade later. Yeah. <laughs> so that that kind of brings me to the to be the, like you might want to deal with trade now. Yeah. Because we might already be on the downswing by the time yeah. that new tractor shows That's up. Exactly right. So that kind of brings me to the to the. I don't get I don't get bothered by too much stuff, but when I do get bothered by something, it really kind of fires me up a little bit. And the biggest thing that I that is bothering me right now that I'm really kind of tired of seeing across the landscape is that I a thousand percent agree that if you had a used piece of of late model low hour stuff, you know, there's uh, the mythical saying that you can't put too much in used equipment type of thing, which. I think right now probably applies to, to some extent. Obviously, you can't put five hundred thousand dollars in a you know one year old machine, but nonetheless, this is the the most epic time that I've been in this business to have um, to sell used piece of equipment. So it's the best time for you to go get trade values. Best time to sell it farm to farm, all that stuff, right? Oh hell yeah! The the private sales, yeah. Judas man, those guys are. Which, as a dealer, we don't want that. But the the guys, because we want inventory. Right. But for the farmer who's maximizing dollars and cents, right. no brainer. Right. If he wants the hassle. Right. That's the biggest that's, thing. That's the hassle. So here's, here's the part that, that bothers me a lot. Yes, if you can sell your piece of used equipment right now, absolutely go do it. thousand percent. And you better be hoping that you're, if you're doing that, you, I hope, that you that you're going to retire because if you go out and you sell your use planner and try to hope that there's another use planner out there that you're going to pick uh, up or you hope that there's going to be uh, a new com a used combine that you're going to be able to pick up uh-uh. or a used four-wheel drive tractor or a row crop tractor or whatever it is if you're betting that that you think you can go out and get high price for your machine right now which you absolutely can and that there's going to be something that you can come and buy come february or march or january or april may june july august september october november december you're not going to find it i mean it's just unless you already have a line on something that is going to be there now that being said if you're waiting on a machine that's going to have a a, a delivery date in the spring of the new piece that's going to get there um i don't care who you are or what it is that you're doing more than likely you're going to have a hard time getting that machine when you need it. Right. Because there's going to be delays. We've seen delays since January of 20. There's been delays. Right, right. And it's not changed any. If anything, it's gotten worse, right? Mm-hmm. And you go you go to Grand Island, Nebraska, and take a look at how many combines are sitting outside the case factory there, right? You go to... Um, Omaha, yeah. where the class thing, same deal, right? You go to any any of the places in Illinois where John Deere got the Waterloo, Moline, all that stuff. There's there's stuff sitting everywhere, and they're waiting on a specific piece of whatever to show up, whether it's a chip, a belt, a this, a that, a water pump, a bearing. That backlog, an ECU, and <laughs> that backlog is just not going to stop. It's not going to slow down. Right. That's exactly right. So we got that, a hell of a lot of catching up to do. Right. So when before that, we even sniff normal. Right. So when that backlash gets fixed and all that stuff's out of the way, we're gonna have a lot of equipment hit the ground all at one time, right? The thing that people need to take into consideration and keep in the back of their mind is that yes, in today's fact in today's realm, you know, today's world, a five hundred hour tractor is worth X. 
a 200-hour combine is worth X. A one-year-old machine, uh, you know, a 250-hour sprayer is worth X. You got to understand that all of that stuff is not available now. Right. And it won't be available when everything comes in because there won't be any. So that means that the new stuff today that is coming in, that is going to come in at that quote unquote late model low hour range that everyone's talking about, is all going to be pumped, bumped up by one season of use. Yep. Well, for instance, we have a beautiful planner, DB60. It is lovely. I get one call a day on that planner. Yep. Guys, ready to, I'll take it. Be like, great. We'll do the purchase order and you can pick it up June 1st. Yeah. What? I'm like, that's when it's available, that's when man. It's available. I'm still waiting for that guy from Alaska. That'll fit his window. Yeah. When they plant oh, that sure. 36 day corn up there. Yeah. Absolutely. That'll work. But I mean, that's what it is. All year it's been that. Yep. Oh, I'm calling about your 8345Rs. You got six of them. Yeah. No, I have none. Yeah. But starting in November through April. Yeah. There will be six show up. Right. Exactly right. <laughs> you know? And and that is going to get worse oh, sure. before it gets better. So that's what that's what I, the But back to your point real quick, and then I'll shut up again. Okay. That whole maximizing value and all that, you know, just like you see people on social media, I can't believe what we're selling machinery for. Well, yes and no. Okay. I saw somebody the other day something about Selling a tractor more used than it was new. Mm-hmm. The only time that could ever be true, ever, is if that thing was a mul- maximum level multi unit machine in a fleet, mm-hmm. and then it come in sub 500 hours. Yeah, you're probably selling it close to the same price. Right. But that's not a regular situation because that's not a one piece deal where we sold it for this and it's got 500 sub 500 hours and it comes back in and we sold it for that again right that does not happen i mean i think it could happen a little bit when you start looking at how how those things play in the market via you know whatever it is you know, price increases and those kind of things all okay playing I'll back that up a little bit if you're pro- if you're aggressive in the market that right. does oh. not happen sure. okay that's if true. you like rainbows and kittens and dreamers yeah how about it right so I think to my point what I'm making uh, my point is those machines that they would typically have 500 hours on it but now they got 750 or 800 hours on that tractor that's your new 500 hour tractor. Yeah. That's your new price range for a 500-hour tractor, what we see now, right? If you have a 150-hour to 250-hour combine, and it now has, you know, 300 hours on it and, you know, whatever, 350 to 300 hours on it, that's your new 200-hour combine. That's what that's going to look like. So all of that stuff's going to go into play. Now, the other thing, I just think that's so overlooked, in, in these articles and stuff that I've been reading about used equipment and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. I just think that that is such a misconception that people are totally forgetting when it comes to how the flow of used equipment works, what that looks like. Now, the flip side of that, too, is if you're a farmer out there and you're thinking, you know what, I'm going to ride this thing out for the next three years and then I'm, I'm going to retire and have that big farm sale, I'd have that farm sale now. Mm-hmm. i just call it now. Get the crop out of the field that you got this year and just be Take your farm, take everything you have there, especially if you have that late model low hour stuff. And I'd wait till February to do it because then everybody else has bought everything at the end of the year and February rolls around. All of a sudden, you roll up there with five year old equipment that's 
got hardly any hours on it or whatever the situation might be, you talk about getting top dollar for your pieces of equipment. Right. Holy crap. Oh, absolutely. But that, I mean, there's more factors than just what his machinery is bringing, but... Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, if you're of age... Right. (laughs) Right. And you're thinking, great, just like all them old boys did in 13, Mm -hmm. we're going to ride this just halfway down, and we're going to punch out. Right. Because, by God, that was the highest peak we've ever been on. If if you are where you can already, you know, you're you're there, you just want to ride it for a couple of years, just do it now. Right. Yeah. Take advantage of it now. Because if you're really in a point where you're saying, like, exactly your point, that's Do you want to buy fertilizer that they can't price you because they yeah. don't know what it is? That's exactly, yeah, exactly. We'll get back to Casey and Aaron in a moment, but first I wanted to pause to thank our sponsor, Volvo Penta. To learn more, visit www.volvopenta.com. I also wanted to invite you to join us for the next Precision Farming Dealer Summit in early January in Louisville. To learn more and to register, visit www.precisionsummit.com. Now back to Casey and Aaron as they continue their discussion talking about the long-term impacts that current market situations will have on the equipment business. This whole other thing, this whole other component of all this that comes together to me is you have, you've got all these situations happening, all this different things compiling and everything else when this next big dump of tractors come and the city factories do get caught up and they start production back at 100 percent, and everyone's like it's supposed to be and all those machines come there's a there's a giant um you know credit card payment that has to be made because that one trade that we that new machine we're waiting on there's like four trades behind it that are sold so there's, yeah. we're not going to have any equipment still. Yeah. It's going to have to do it again, and we're still not going to have any equipment. It's going to have to do it again. We're still not going to have any equipment. It's like this has got to happen three times before we actually get to where we have like, okay, cool, look at that. There's a, there's a combine sitting on the lot that – how long has it been since you've seen a combine set over there in the combine section? <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. I remember back in the day when they used to sit there all the time, mm-hmm. you know, and that's where we're at, and that's – that's another component. We usually park it's... combines on the north edge to help with the wind <laughs> and the snow. <laughs> That's another component of this that I think people are leaving out as well, is that this long-term, this is not like, oh, we just get everything out of the factory all at once and it comes in and we're good to go. No. It's not. It's We get everything out of the factory. I was trying to explain it to my wife the other day, and, of course, you know, she's really dialed in to what's happening in the used equipment marketplace. Usually she is. And I was like, I want you to put it this way. We have $1,500 in our checking account, or our savings account, and we have a rough month, and we have to use $1,495 of that to take care of what you know, whatever happened. You know? Right. And lo and behold, we're going to rebuild back that, that $1,500 Five dollars a time over the next paycheck, right? Paycheck until we get fifteen hundred dollars again. That's exactly the scenario that we have right now. Exactly, it's five dollars at a time, and we get to you know we get to do that for the next whatever hundred and fifty months. The fat, the factories, all colors, months. all shapes, yeah, are basically living the Johnny Cash song and backwards. That's exactly right. They're yep. getting parts one piece at a time, piece at a time to get a tractor right. out the door. Yep, and you didn't even have to use a lunchbox to smuggle. No, them. or an RV. No, no. It would maybe the RV would help. And when you went down to the courthouse, it, it, the title's not no fifty pages it's long. Sixty, sixty. But but 
Well, yeah. You don't have a title. You get my point, though. I do. Yeah. I do. Okay. You're, you're, uh, we just want machines. Your UCC filing is a 60 <laughs> There you <Yeah>. go. <laughs> uh, so I, I think, I think there's, there's the JDF app is still just five pages. <laughs> there's, there's a, I think there's there's a lot of merit. I mean, I get I get the blog posts and I get you know the stuff that's out there right now that talk about all the various things that are um, and how they how they work together and all this great opportunities that we have right now. But it's a unless you're unless you're getting out of farming, if you sell your equipment right now, it is a very short term gain for long term pain. Absolutely. You know I mean? Another thing that I would caution a lot of people on, like your comment about, um, oh my God, what was it? Oh, hitting that ultimate market and hoping that by February another planner shows up, that scenario. Yeah. Unless you're quitting, do not do any of that because... <laughs> You might be selling a. Let's pick an older track, an eighty four hundred for seventy grand or something. Just right. batshit crazy. It's right? got ten thousand hours on. Yeah, yeah. Just batshit crazy. Yeah. But that replacement for that is also batshit crazy. Yeah. So yeah. So you're just keep, yeah. So you're, if it's no up, different than if you're doing it during three dollar corn. It just right. feels better now. So the first, I, the front part feels right. better. So we're just exchanging bat shit. Is what you're yeah. Saying. Right. Yeah. So, so I think I think there's the, the opportunity is absolutely there to to go out if you're in a market to sell. By God, take take full advantage of this marketplace. Yeah. Take full ultimate advantage of this farm this place and and really enjoy this. To kind of put this in perspective from a uh, an overall market perspective, not just a, the equipment marketplace, but in I read an article the other day they were talking about the long they were talking to the longshoremen on in Long Beach. I may have been Long Beach or it might have been Seattle. One of the I can't remember what port it was, but they didn't expect that this freight situation on the the ships out there to subside until Christmas of twenty three. Yeah. I know. I so that, that means too. that all of this stuff that we're doing right now isn't. We're going to be in a ride. We're we're on long for a ride till Christmas of twenty three. Exactly. You know what I mean? Two years, over two years from right now. Right. So I just, if you are in a place right now where you're thinking about, you know what, I'm going to ride this out. We're gonna we're gonna do what we're gonna do, and I just want to, you know, farm for a couple more years. I would. This is to me, in my personal opinion. This is when you should jump and be jumping out because whether you're selling trucks, tractors, trailers, grain augers, other various support equipment, a farm. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, all that stuff is bringing. Like I saw something the other day in I guess, Iowa, or Illinois, wanted to all-time record high of like it was like twenty-eight thousand dollars an acre or thirty-eight thousand dollars an acre, something like that. It was on 80 acres. Uh-huh. I mean, so... Pencils out well. It does. I mean, it, it really does. comes together nice. And then... If it's full of diamonds underneath. <laughs> <laughs> it's got gold... I gold hope that's blooms. not cropland. Yeah. It's got gold to blooms. Gold to blooms. blooms. Yeah. I was watching some show cartoon with my kid the other day. I was going to say, that sounds like a cartoon. That, it's it? always gold to blooms. Jake, Jake the Pirate or something like that? Uh, it could be. All right, anyway. 
Anyway, it was, I was like, really, gold blooms. They just kind of pop up everywhere. Look at this. Mm-hmm. What a nice world they live in. It is. But. <clears throat> so. So, like, okay, those longshoremen. Tommy, that works at the docks, right. what's he going to do? Then? He's going to go home to Gina every night. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. There you go. And they're going to work that out some way or another. But they're going to live on a prayer. Yeah. they can. So. Absolutely. They're halfway there. Well, almost. Yeah, they're getting closer by the day. So, all right. So, last but not least, let's talk about this real quick. As you, as we position ourselves to go into this end of the year push, there will be some machines that pop up here at the end of the year that are going to be available. If you are looking at something right now, what machine do you buy and replace on the farm, and what machine do you? Recondition over the winter that you would have traded anyway, that you would have traded. That you would have traded? Right. Okay. Why are you not trading that one? For You can't find one or whatever it is, right? But you can pick one or the other, right? You have, you have two machines that you want to go out and trade, right? I want to trade my combine. I want to trade my planter. I've got a choice of one. Which one am I trading and which one am I reconditioning? Trade the combine, yes, because that's the most sane yeah. production. Right? Yeah. Do don't do not even think about parking that planter outside for the right. winter. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or sell your planter. Go into go into your dealer. Order your brand new twenty twenty five. So okay, maybe get maybe get a bag of seed and a harrow and. Go plant corn that way for three okay, years. Okay, so let me put some more parameters around this this scenario, right? You have you're at the dealership, uh-huh. right? And you have got the opportunity to trade one or the other, right? Right. You can trade your new your used combine in on a one year old combine or whatever you're doing, right? You got a tractor, you you know whatever it is, and you have another one over here that you know what I'm going to run it one more year. I could trade it in, but it makes more sense for me to, to do this, the overhaul, and then run it one more season. And then assuming that we have a similar situation this year, I'm going to get more for it here. Correct. Yeah. To me, I think you're right. I think it's the planner, or I'm sorry, I think it's you trade the combine today, you overhaul the planner, recondition it, do all the stuff that you're going to do to it there, run that parts for one season, and then you're going to come back in next year, and you're probably going to get more for it than you did even accounting for the parts that you put on it. Correct. Because you're gonna we're gonna be deeper into this right planner the planner thing. Right. What I would say above all of that, then you can start having the conversation. Do you go? You stay with the hashtag born this way or hashtag what was it? Hashtag uh, precision donor. Yeah, precision donor. That was what it was. I forgot my own hashtag. I know. What the hell? That was invented here. <laughs> What I would say over and above that is I would yeah. tie it into the rabbit hole. Okay. Not the rabbit hole. The one before that. Support equipment. Okay. Well, that was part of rabbit hole. Was it? Yeah. That's how rabbit That's hole how we started. started. We started out that way. And by the end of it, we had New Holland selling off to Kubota. And the, uh, what I would do, I would do, if you're a tillage man, do your tillage stuff. You know, do, do your land all, do your... Degelman, your pro tail, your whatever. Mm-hmm. Do that stuff because there's no electronics on it. There you're just working with steel. Price of steel, steel shortage, that kind of stuff. That seems to be quicker replenished than these missing... Way easier to overcome. Yes. Missing 
chips for nine months now. Chips with no dip. Chips right. with no dip. Yeah. They're like a ruffle that they forgot to stamp the ridges into. Exactly good. It's like a Pringle that's not in the can. Yeah. Or like a flat Pringle. It's like a bag of Pringles. You can't duck bill them. Right. <laughs> what fun is that? Do that kind of stuff. Augers. Yeah. Uh, semi-trailers. Right. You know, grain carts, tillage. Do that. Green bins. That's a good idea. You know, that kind of stuff. Maybe, well, I know for a fact there's less hold-up shortage BS in that world than there is if something has an engine in a cab. That's true. That is true. So those are all good points, especially on the grain bin side of it too, because now you have the opportunity if you can put a grain bin up and assuming that Sean Hackett's right with this winter thing and all the stuff we have coming down the pike, as far as all that stuff goes, you can really start looking at playing the market in a better direction because now you have more on-farm storage to play the game with. Right. You know what I mean? And at some point, CRC is going to show up with the White Walkers, and then then we're done. Winter is coming. Winter is coming. Yeah. And according to Sean, which he hasn't been wrong yet, so I'm just going to preface that, winter is going to come in like mid-November to first part of December. Who the hell is watching the wall? That's what I want to know. Yeah. Don't let Pink Floyd do it. Yeah. Because you're going to have to eat your cake. Without eating, you want to eat your pudding without eating your meat? Mm hmm. You know? So. <laughs> nice touch. <laughs> right on. So, needless to say, so kind of recap what we talked about here a little bit. I think we need to. Our auto track was a little fuzzy today. <laughs> a little fuzzy. Drop a marker, for God's sakes. <laughs> if, you are, if you're in a place where you're ready to sell and you're looking at retiring and those kind of things, mm-hmm. I don't think that there's any better time between now and February to have that auction. I would agree. Okay. The other side of that, too, is if you think that you're going to sell what you have now and then hopefully come back around and backdoor something else that's going to be down the road that gives you the opportunity to buy something, um, Sell your stuff now if you want to. That's fine. Don't deliver it till you get the piece that you think you're going to get. Let's let's maybe have something lined up yeah. prior to yeah. selling your own. Right. Do not roll the dice right now. This is not a good time. Financially, to great move. Yeah. Replacement wise, worst you could do. This kind of reminds me of when I was going through my MBA program. There was a thing we called Mike's Bikes that we did at the end, and it was like a simulation of you had all this material in your building bikes and the whole idea was like you built a certain model of bike at a certain price point and did this thing da, 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 and you went through this whole thing and you were trying to build your stock price up well I didn't know what I was doing no one made it clear to me what I was doing when I was doing it mm-hmm. what I did was I sold off the entire production of materials before I made a bike to this whatever this mythical thing and then I so I had to finish out and of course my stock price went through the roof because I had all this income my balance sheet was amazing right I had all this income like you sold no. the steel to make the bikes yeah. with I never you actually just made threw a bike. in the tile yeah you started I didn't the realize that. I thought I was selling bikes I was selling materials to make the bikes okay okay so I come in the first week and I pull up my stock price and I'm like I'm like ten dollars higher than anybody else week one I'm like you're dumb they're so stupid. I mean, I don't even know what I'm doing, and I'm already up there. Well, my stock price slowly wrote it away because I wasn't making any bikes. I had to go to borrow money and everything else to get this, to go get materials to start over again. So basically, I started all the way over with debt that nobody else had. So 
Needs to say my Mike's Bikes project didn't go very well. Two things. One, good job, IH. <laughs> Two, I also had an MBA in college. Uh-huh. Monday beers again. <laughs> <laughs> so... That's my, my my Mike's bike scenario that I threw out there to you is is what would I think is what'll happen if you try to sell your machine now that you and you're gonna hope for something else. Have something waiting in the in the wings out there someplace that you can that you're gonna pounce on that you've got, you know, you're waiting on your neighbor to get his new one or whatever it is that you're doing. Make sure you have something lined up there because if you don't, I promise you're gonna get stuck and you're not gonna have a you're gonna have everything else you need except for, you know what, it should be cool to have a planner. Or a tractor I could hook to this planter. Mm-hmm. Break out the Clydesdale cells. Get a lot of Belgians. Where's the English? We need to get some. We need to get some tra- horses on this. You know I mean? <laughs> so, so keep that in mind. And lastly, be mindful of when you come to winter service, when you come to winter projects, what it is that you're what you're going to do. What you're going to if you have an opportunity to trade something or sell something, and you got something else coming. What's that piece on the farm? I think that you're going to pay attention to that that could give you an opportunity to to recapture more of your cost than than probably in previous years. Next year, if you get an opportunity to trade, right. So and now, the one item I would say you have a small window here mm-hmm. where you have a pretty good flush of inventory. If you're looking for late model, fairly low hour, and want to sell yours, loader tractors. That is a good. The point. only reason yeah. for that being state mowing. Yeah, state mowing tractors are state mowing, back. regardless what color they're running. Mm-hmm. They're coming in. Mm-hmm. Everybody, you know, they're hundred to one hundred and fifty. They're all loader tractors. Right. Every damn one of them, and they are rolling in. Right. You know, it's like if we're flush with anything, it's sixes. Yep. Which could also and we're a long ways from flush. Well, you could also make a, a, a new point there that the roadside ditches in some of these interstates could be a little taller than normal next year because we may not have tractors in time. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. You know what I mean? That's a good point. They take, you know, whether you've got a, like, New Holland's a big one. Right. Here's obviously a big one. I mean, these, these companies have these, like, massy, you see a lot of masses out there on take delivery of that tractor in like late July early August <laughs> you've kind of missed a big chunk of the moment yeah. you know what I mean yeah <laughs> so anyway it, it, it's, this is just a mess so long story short is pre-plan what you're going to do and really think out talk with your sales guy talk with your dealership guy talk with whomever it is that you think is the right person to talk to about this kind of stuff and you know kind of get pointed in that right direction so you can think long-term strategic and not short-term gain because I don't want anyone to get caught in a bad position. So anything else you want to throw in on this? I can't think so. Okay. Where can they go? But I will, damn it. I was going to segue that. I was going to flow that like chocolate pudding. Okay. Nothing else I want to add, but if they are looking for loader tractors, Uh I got them. Give me a call. You can catch me on the Twitterverse at Aaron Fintel. Or call me, text me anytime, 308-760-1193. Right on. There you go. I like that. <laughs> that nice. It's almost like it was put there on purpose. I'm Casey Seymour, and you can find me at uh, Moving Iron LLC on pretty much any of the social networks, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. Um, check out the YouTube channel. Go out there. Give that 
give that a listen and subscribe to that. Also, go to your go to your favorite podcasting platform and give me five stars in a review. I would greatly appreciate that. Also, you can hit me up at Moving Iron Podcast at movingironpodcast.com, and I'd be happy to have any conversations with you that you would like to have about your equipment questions or whatever you got. So with that, I am Casey Seymour. Well, I guess you go to movingironllc.com too. Yeah. And there's a place that's a contact deal there. You can fill that out, and it comes right to me as well. So read your blog. Read my blogs that are out there, those kind of things. So check that out. Moving Iron Summit information will be there before too long, so check that out. So with that, I am Casey Seymour with Aaron Fiddle. Let's go with some iron, folks. Thanks, Casey and Aaron, and thanks to Volvo Penta for sponsoring this podcast. We've got even more used equipment remarketing resources that we're sending your way. In addition to this podcast, we're also tapping into Casey's expertise across all our informational channels. Find more from him in the print magazine and on farm-equipment.com slash SVExpert. And you can keep up on the latest industry news by registering online to receive our free newsletters. Visit www.farm-equipment.com. For Casey and Aaron, as well as our entire staff here at Farm Equipment, I'm Kim Schmidt. Thanks for listening.